Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the gang. You know, the one you never asked to be a part of. You are listening to The Grief Gang Podcast with me, your host, Amber Jeffrey. This podcast has been created to tackle the tough but important conversations around grief with authenticity, realness, and having a laugh whilst we're at it. Look, we're all going to experience grief at some point in our life, in some way or another. So it's good to talk about it, so that it's not much of a nightmare when it comes knocking at our doors. Grief can be incredibly lonely and isolating, but you don't have to feel lonely alone. On this podcast, you will hear various different stories and experiences, ones that will uplift you, inspire you, break your heart, mend your heart, and get you asking yourself some big questions. Some of these stories on my own, some are from the wonderful growing Grief Gang community, and some are from the incredible guest interviews. You will most likely cry. (laughs) I hope somewhere along the line you can get a giggle in. But I promise you, you will learn something. I haven't got a clue what you'll take away, but I know you will take away something. So this might be weird to say given the context, but happy listening. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode. I'm so sorry if in this intro I sound vile and bunged up because I am. It's the second time this season alone that I have somehow caught a cold. I've got a cold in May. What the fuck is wrong with me? Anyhow, I'm so elated to share today's episode with you. Today, I'm talking with Sally and Imogen from Good Morning Podcast. And if you are an avid podcast, grief podcast listener, you will have heard and probably tune in to Good Morning Podcast. Sally and Imogen are just doing incredible things over on their podcast, on their platform to, like me over here, normalise the topic of 
grief one conversation at a time and they are just so funny lovely and just amazing women and I absolutely adore them and I'm so very grateful to call them friends and to have them here today on the podcast today's episode is very very humorous as I expected it to be it is honestly kind of just like three friends just hanging out today and shooting the shit talking about grief and the girls talk about obviously their book their mums what it's like to be navigating this world of loss with a platform and we really just get into it and have a great time and I do apologize in advance if you're you're <coughs> eardrums burst after this episode because we really do have a ball you can find the girls over on instagram on good morning podcast and enjoy and be part of their community over there it's so good to be here amber like we i feel like we know each other so well because we've been chatting on the, the interwebs <laughs> for such a long time so <laughs> It's so nice to be here with you. And no, um, we have, and it is. I love you guys, and it does. It feel it, it is. It has been like years. When you, it's the that's the strangest part, I think. Like with uh, like our like corner of the internet of like mm. people be like, oh, how do you know them? Like, oh, I've done them for years, like through online, and just like the the connections and the friendships that you make, and like in when you were here, and I was telling my boyfriend, like he's like, who are you going with this thing tonight? I was like, I'll go with him, and she runs a podcast, in, and he was like, what the fuck? And like, I cried when I met you and the rock up with a gin in a handbag a can of gin though and I was like yes you are my soul sister and we drink on the train I was like girl get it fucking down yeah yeah (laughs) and I cried because it it is that thing it's like I feel like I've known you for so long and we've just got that kind of instant connection and yeah it was a very special moment at international grief conference wasn't it it was <laughs> yeah yeah igc it was IG. a bit of an igc, IGC. IGC. that's right IGC. and you guys facetimed me and you were drinking like wine and having pizza with rebecca sofa from modern oh. loss it was like grief big dogs just hanging out in london <laughs> it was just like it, yeah it was it and we were missing you and it was like it's just so weird how the world conspired you're just like wow we can all end up in different corners of the world here and just we've been speaking for so long and connecting so no it's an absolute pleasure to have you have you both here today and I mean firstly just right out of the gates congratulations on the incredible book obviously as I've said I've not read it yet because I'm on pause for our lovely book club but it's literally in the corner of my eye I should really fucking have it in my hands what am I playing at Good it out. <laughs> <laughs> Good but amazing ladies you have done such an incredible thing with this book and it is helping already so many how do you feel since this book is out and give give us give us a little taste to girls of what uh, what's in this book it feels really good like to have it out in the world because we were like working on it for so long behind the scenes and we couldn't talk about it um so yeah it feels really good to be able to share it with everyone it's i guess the book is like a grief support group in a book form so we wanted to create something that was really visual really digestible like we were talking earlier before we started the pod like some of the grief books that you can get are really theoretical and really heavy and when you're grieving like nobody's got time to like sit and labor over like a 500 page like dense book right Mm -hmm. it's like the last thing you need so we wanted to create something really fun and dare we say it like uplifting um that that kind of brings in our lived experiences with grief, but lots of really easy tips and also stories from other grievers. So it's a bit of a mixed bag, isn't it, Im? 
It is a mixed bag and it has actually been called uplifting, which we loved. I'm like, how do you make a book about death and grief uplifting? But somehow we did it and that was our (laughs) aim. So we were so happy that that's been well received. And yeah, like Sal said, who, who's got the brain to be reading a heavy theoretical bloody book after your loved one died. So yeah, we, it was really important for us to be, to make it really easily digestible and something you can just pick up, put down. doesn't matter where you open it. There'll be a bit of information that's hopefully mm-hmm. helpful to you. You don't have to like flick through heaps of chapters of text and um, yeah, but thank you. Thanks for having us on. And um, it's been, a, it's been a journey. From what I flicked through through the book, it's just I was saying to you, it's so beautifully, aesthetically, I even hate that, aesthetically pleasing. Like it's so <laughs> fucking millennial. But like it is so true. I and mean, when you're in those whatever kind of stage is like if you're turning towards a, a book about grief, like it needs to be digestible. And like, as we we're saying, like with the, the body keeps a score, fantastic <laughs> book, but fuck me. Like, <laughs> Where's the illustrations, Bessel? Like we need some visual oh, stuff happening here. Like oh. we need, when you're in that rawness of grief, you need to be spoon fed stuff. Like yeah. this is how it is. And kind of, you know, there's no there's no guide and, and five step rules being like, do this, this and that and you're going to be good. But it needs to be digestible and not long winded. And I think that's what you've just done perfectly with the book. And so oh, I just wanted to get that in you. straight there. You're being amazing. And it's 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 helping so many people already. Um, Thanks, but I've just realized before I've got once a fucking book, who the fuck are you? You know, who? <laughs> <laughs> We're just published right. authors, all right? No, it's so weird. I don't think I'll I'm ever get used fucking to that. Fucking published authors. I know right? how weird. Carry so that title. Imposter syndrome is real, mate. Can you, for me, lady, just spend a little bit of time telling the listener? Although I know absolutely majority going to know who you are, um, who you are, and how did you two gems meet each other? Well, we're Salonim. And we are the co-hosts of the Good Morning podcast um, and now authors of the book Good Morning, Honest Conversations About Grief and Loss, said book. Um, We, both our mums died suddenly, months apart, and we lived in the same city, so we're down under, we're in Sydney. But yeah, basically our mums died um, months apart, we're both living in Sydney, and we were both in our early 30s and just like, what the fuck? No one talks about grief. And we didn't really think about grief until Mm. it happened to us. And now here we are. And there are just like, there's hardly any like resources or relatable support here in Australia anyway, um, that really spoke to us. We couldn't find like many support groups in Australia or resources. Mm. And then we had a chance meeting, didn't we, in, in a pub and became really yeah, yeah <laughs> just as a th- there's a theme there's a theme um and yeah we became mates and like we've got loads of things in common not just dead mums but um yeah we were like just we'd just sit for hours wouldn't we Im, and talk about grief and all these things and be like oh my god are you exhausted and we'd be like oh my god yes so it's not just me are you anxious all the things that, you know we just don't talk about because mm. society doesn't really acknowledge the experience of grief and then yeah we just 
became fast friends. And that's how Good Morning was born, really, wasn't it? In from like a desire to talk more about grief and open that conversation here in Australia. Yeah. And I think we both felt super lonely. Like that's the thing about grief, right? Doesn't matter how well supported you are, how many friends and family you've got around you, like it's still a really lonely and isolating experience which took us both by surprise and that's um, sort of what led us to a support group and we were like, I'm not a support group type of person. Like we've got friends, Mm. you know, it just it was really out of our comfort zone but we just really craved to connect with somebody who knew exactly what we were going through and I think it was outside of our circle because I guess that's the other thing about grief is everyone's, if you're all grieving the same person, everyone's coping differently. It's a real shit show, Mm. right? So you kind of need someone out of that to get through it with and um yeah so we ended up at a pub one afternoon and there were 10 people there because it was like peak COVID so not many people could go and um Sal turned up late I remember and then like she sat opposite me it was like sliding doors she sat opposite me and then I was like you know when you just you meet someone and you're like yep they look like my kind of person so I kind of already instantly knew that we'd get along just by looking at her. I was judgmental. And um, she she went up to the bar to get a – she actually got a coffee, not a drink, and um, someone <laughs> took her fucking seat. I'm like, no, that's my oh. unspoken friend seat who I've never met before, but I, she's that's supposed my to be sitting there. Like, of course. Yeah, yeah <laughs> literally. Um, and then she ended up sitting up at the other end of the table, but, like, we kind of went around the table and all went, oh, yeah, Imogen, my mum did, my mum died too, blah, blah, blah. How telling how our, our mums died and Sal had lost her mum suddenly so I was like oh we, we, we can relate on that like we both know the sudden loss of our mum and um then she fucking left early I didn't even get to talk to her <laughs> yeah out the back just door. keeping you on your toes <laughs> <laughs> and so I like stalked her on because there was a Facebook group and so I like stalked all the attendees and um yeah found her I was like yep that's her like bleach blonde hair let's go and just messaged her and um we were so polite we've got our messages actually in the book we shared our first ever messages to each other hello sally we were so polite um yeah and then we just hit it off from there and became like grief besties oh my god imogen that is so funny that you stalked i did not know you stalked her down Yeah, that was that was me. No, I love that, but I so know what you mean. Of you find that, and I really do want to talk a lot about the importance of a friendship and finding that camaraderie in somebody else, and kind of how that can sometimes be the thing that saves you. And I think it's really, mm-hmm. really underrated when talking about grief support is just finding a good fucking friend in it. <laughs> <laughs> because okay. it you, is, um, you've got that with poppy haven't yeah, you Yeah, totally mm. like it is it's, it's a true synergy like as soon as hearing you talk about how you when you saw sal in and just like knowing of like you can almost just see like your future together you're just like yeah. i see you're that like person. you're my person and we're just gonna it doesn't matter what time of the day to just text random shit about grief but then other stuff as well like when you find somebody who's not you know just your vibing on grief 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 but you can actually vibe on a whole other level like poppy is 10 years Mm. older than me and it's like poppy laughs all the time and she's like i'm 35 36 and like you are 10 years younger than me like in theory in theory like we shouldn't really have that much in common (laughs) but we do and it's like i know and it's like either she's a young soul or or i'm i'm i've got an older soul (laughs) not an old well i think you you must because we're like in our 30 i'm 35 so and i 
completely felt like you're on my level and I know I must must have an older soul yeah I think you just you've just got your head screwed on you're mature and yeah but yeah I, I mean I'm 36 so I must be 10 years older than you but I feel like we are kindred spirits from yeah, the same same absolutely, level absolutely absolutely yeah, we're just really immature level. maybe that uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all that yeah all of that, all of, that. <laughs> of just that as well of, of yeah there is a part of grief that, of that you know you can have friends from whatever age whatever backgrounds because you are mm. just all bound by this really shitty connecting thing <laughs> in life it kind of yeah um, it transcends age doesn't it really the experience of grief totally totally I was so shocked when in when you told me when you were here that and you just said there as well, Sally, that on Australia there's like nothing, nothing for grief support. I was like, what the no. fuck? There's there's really nothing like the UK. You guys have got a really good grief scene. Is that even the right Beauty. word? Um, oh yeah, yeah. I think it's you guys, buzzing. <laughs> you guys are like popping off when it comes yeah. to the old grief support. But like in Australia, there's just no. There's nothing. There's really not a lot, and that's what what Im and I, you know, we'd spend hours talking about grief. If anyone overheard us, they must have been like, "Oh my god, these girls are great chat." Um, <laughs> but we we were talking about like there's just nothing is there like you know we we searched high and low and there just there were, there wasn't anything that was really relatable for us and mm-hmm. and modern i guess or grief support that spoke to people of our age 20s 30s 40s and that that the time when you don't necessarily expect to be grieving or to be navigating a big loss you know mm. a lot of the mm. resources we found were maybe for parents who'd lost a child or people who'd lost a spouse maybe in their you know 50s 60s and beyond um and so we just got talking about what we could do and we we thought about doing like a supper club and then we were like mm, it's just been covid there's like lockdown no one will not come the best idea what are your face yeah. mask yeah. Um, and then in, it was like a bit of a, we just sort of had a light bulb moment, didn't we? Yeah. I think I might've called you on my way home. I'm like, oh, I think we both like said it at the same time. It was weird. It was just like, yeah, this is what we're doing that podcast, but it was just a light bulb. And then yeah. it just happened so quickly, like within what, well, Sal, Sal does things very quickly. She's like, she's a mover and a shaker, which is amazing. But yeah, next yeah. minute we're like recording and, but oh, it was so, it was so funny though. I remember we were like, 
we'll do a podcast. We got all the gear, we set up, and we like fully scripted our first episode. Mm. <laughs> oh, it was awful. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> We're like, mate, this is not working. Like, let's just get rid of the script and just have a chat and try it that way. And then I think we f- forgot to press record. Yeah. And then- <laughs> There's, there's been many there's been many hilarious moments but I think like like yeah. you Amber we just wanted to create like a space where we could take a really unapproachable and difficult topic and make it approachable mm. and also like like I mentioned earlier grief is really lonely even if you've got support you can feel so alone especially if you're like 20 in your 20s 30s or 40s when maybe a lot of your friends and people around you haven't experienced loss or mm haven't really experienced grief so we were like well what's something that we would like basically you know a platform that talks about grief but in a funny way and like it's like two mates just having a chat about a really difficult topic and making it accessible so yes we were like let's do it and then just yeah the rest as they say is history maybe laugh there imagining you two like scripting the whole first episode because you do and that's the one the whole beauty of just like with podcasting it's so fun you can explore so much and Mm. you, you know we have like digital we have digital recordings of of our journey through podcasting and also through our grief as well. Like you got to think like these trusty mics have stuck with us and heard a lot of heavy and dark conversations with one another or with ourselves and with people. Mm. And it's, um, it's much, you know, like, so I've done it with you guys feel like so fortunate to have the podcasts that we have and the platforms that we have to be able to have this digital diary of going through grief like I listened back to a few of my old episodes and I was like when I was like cringing I was like I sound about 12 and I was like I was like fucking hell but then just even hearing like the growth in how I was talking about my grief I was like fuck me and that was only Mm. three years ago and to have that record it's really really special Mm. I remember like one of the main reasons why we scripted now like reflecting back on it because as well it was like six months in for me and six seven nine months for you Sal so it was very fresh and like very traumatic sudden losses Mm. I actually couldn't think straight as well. Like I actually, I, I, I think that I wanted it scripted so I'd be like knew what I was saying or knew what had happened because I was in such a fucked up place mentally. I was like, mm. I don't actually know if I can recall things easily because grief brain, as you very well know, yeah. is a thing, right? And like something mm. that we learned, like um, speaking to a world-renowned new- neurologist is that your brain actually rewires itself after loss and mm. like the neural pathways change, the stress that we're going through our body can actually like activate neuroplasticity and impacts your con- cognitive function. So it actually like mm. changes your brain. So mm. we were, I was so forgetful, like weren't we sad? We were just exhausted. Like so that was I think was yeah. the big reason as well. It's like I actually don't know if I can even remember anything that I need to say. So I was like, let's yeah. just write it all down yeah. so I don't forget. Yeah. But didn't <laughs> I work. Mean, we we were so deep in our grief, really. Mm. Like you were six months and and well, I know we'll get on to this, but you know, Im's mum mm. died by suicide. It was really traumatic. And Im I like we've we've spoken about this a lot, but you were a different person when I first met you to how you are now. Mm. And it was only really when we started doing the pod that I 
like I, that you sort of like it was like the cloud started to lift but yeah, yeah. it was interesting because I think we have the pod has been a, a like you said Amber like listening back to your first couple of episodes it has been a journey of us mm. moving through our grief and like from when we started the pod you know we were just still we were in the trenches and now like going through and listening to kind of how far we've come it has been amazing to see the growth and 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 how much we've it's helped us I think mm. by talking about yes. it and talking to people and I'm sure you probably feel the same right Amber like talking to people about grief like you've got so much knowledge now you know how to help yourself but also the, the act of talking is yeah. therapeutic isn't it as well mm. totally and storytelling I, th- I think podcasting is one of the most beautiful forms of storytelling um and being able to to carry on legacies and people's stories it's um totally I think I think very much <clears throat> starting out in this I very much underestimated the huge role it would play in my healing and in my mm. grief and, and really part of like my my grief toolkit really of like when the brain is really foggy first thing I probably think about is I'll jump on the mic and that that episode may never ever get aired it will never maybe get aired there's been plenty of recordings I've done and I have never aired them but just mm. simply the art of just getting sitting down with me and my trusty mic like my bestie mic <laughs> and just going <laughs> fuck me this is how I feel today or this is what's going on and having that digital record but yeah I think you know it's we're so blessed I think in anyone in the space who's doing work but context for us right now you know we're, we're, we're so blessed that not only the work that we do helps others but it also helps ourselves as well um and it, you know as, as the growth in, in all aspects for ourselves and for the platforms themselves it's um it's a really fortunate thing to be able to do. Exhausting at times, I know, for us mm-hmm. all. <laughs> but it's um, it's a real blessing. You touched on there, Sal, about yeah, about about your mums, and I, I, I feel like I know so much about your mums, Vanessa and Rose. And do you know what it was when I was actually writing my notes for this? I, I was kind of talking to myself out loud, just like, okay, this is and like almost asking the questions out loud. I remember I, I got to someone with yours in, and I went Vanessa, and I went, oh my god, no she's that's her mum and it was so strange and I was just like (gasps) because I think you're the spit of your mum and like so I see so like I just went I don't know I just went Vanessa and I went oh my god no don't fucking do that Amber don't don't." (laughs) all right Susan also i fucking love your mum like obviously never met her but i just love your post about your mum she seems like such a legend oh honestly like what you like you just i that's the best part i think about like on our, our platforms and stuff it's like actually that's the part i love most of like actually seeing the people that we're talking about yeah. and it's like seeing the pictures or reading a few words about like what they were actually like because so often in grief and and once somebody has died in your life we're very much then just talking about then and the future you know the grieving now and it's so often mm. that you know, I'm sure you guys have probably heard from many people of people just longing for those to ask them about what their person was like. Mm. And let's just go like, who was who was your mum? What were they like? What did they do for a living? I just want to know about them. So I want to ask you guys, what, what was your mum's like? What were they like? And how do they continue to play 
an active role in your life like how how so I'm gonna come south first tell tell us about Rose old Rose um so Rose was very very gentle very caring very warm, very like considerate, but she drove like an absolute boy racer. Like <laughs> it was like so polarizing. She was just so lovely and like always did things by the book and like very like softly spoken and just, but then behind the wheel, it was a, it was a frightening experience. Um, but she was just, she was just my biggest champion really and just like I'll be honest like we didn't always have an easy relationship um in fact it was actually really only when I moved to Australia and I think I started to mature and we started to understand each other on a bit of a different level Mm. I think like me getting older I now realize like how much I am like my mum and how there's so many similarities. Whereas when I was younger, I didn't think I was anything like her. And I was quite, re- you know, quite a rebel and kind you, of you went against the grade You wouldn't pick it though, would you, Amber? Uh, no. You wouldn't pick it now, but like back, yeah, I was like... <laughs> She's got some you stories. You were a, a bit of a punk rocker, weren't you, back in the day? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I was quite a party girl, quite like, like to go against the grain. Yeah, Um which you would definitely wouldn't think now, but, but yeah, me and my mum, we, we did, we, we clashed a lot. Like, and I think, you know, that was um, like a, really difficult for me when she died because we were just getting to a place where our relationship was actually getting really strong. Mm. And then, but I do feel like it has continued because, you know, things like asking for signs and going to see psychic mediums and continuing that bond it's definitely like I feel like I understand her now. She's died on a, a very different level. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, she was really warm, caring, really considerate, like just very loving, gentle person and, um, yeah, very curious as well. I think I get my curiosity from my mum. She was always very interested in people and things and, mm-hmm. yeah, just very curious about the world. Love that. And I love what you said there of about continuing that relationship because I think again that's a really important and to me an integral part of of like accepting certain things in grief because knowing that you can still continue to have a relationship with them it doesn't have to just stop mm-hmm. at them dying you you can and that's an active choice though it's an active choice to choose to try and find ways to continue a relationship with your loved one beyond death and for some people, it just doesn't ever twig for them. And that's absolutely fine. Um, but so true, being active in in choosing to continue a relationship. I love that, Sal. Yeah, it's super important, I think. And and easy to do as well. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be anything grand. Like I go and visit her, like ashes, which are scattered at a headland just um, by where I live, which, have I ever told you the ashes story? No oh my god like just before we get on to him really quickly do you want oh do you want to hear it, it's is it, is it, is it does it involve the ashes wind and your tongue you know is it kind there's there's two lick the air there's um there's two parts right so so obviously mum was in the uk i live in australia so in order to get her ashes back to oz I literally like had to go to the funeral home. They like decanted them into like a little shakery urn thing. <laughs> <Decanted>. <laughs> <laughs> I 
because <laughs> they get like, like they come in a massive shaker it was like they the do. size of like a what yeah. like big you know like bigger than a, a one liter water bottle and I was like I can't take that on the plane so they like met, like gave me a little smaller ones they went and decanted it and then um in order for me to take it through customs I had to have her passport her driver's license and a letter from the um funeral home saying yeah. it was her ashes and when I went through the security I had to literally give her passport over so they can identify her like what the fuck yeah we're happy with that it like, was so weird and I like, just have this yeah. <laughs> yeah that's her yeah yeah I can tell um and it was just it was one of those dark moments and I know we have you know I think we're all on the same page and probably most of our listeners you know sometimes you just have those weird moments in grief where you've just got to laugh and like totally. I have my mum in like a plastic bag like the ashes in plastic bag so it was like a supermarket bag Coles yeah, yeah. is like probably equivalent like Tesco or something okay yeah and and I'm like walking through the airport like I've got my mum in a Coles bag what what the fuck is going on what is my life right now um and then when it came to scattering them, like I wanted to scatter them where we got married in the Royal Botanical Gardens in Sydney, overlooking the Opera House, really beautiful spot. And so I'm, I'm, I'm I go there with me with my bag of ashes, and um, I'm trying to like put them on the spot where we got married, which is like near a really lovely flower bed. But like I had this vision that it would be like they just sort of you know float into the air and just be really beautiful. But it was literally like thick white chalk oh, like no. and it they were it was like landing on the floor it looked like a crime scene like you know the outline of a crime yeah. scene was so obvious and I was like oh people were looking because you know, obviously like it's a public space and there's me with my bag trying to like like, <laughs> like shuffle yeah and so in the end I was like I'm really sorry mum but you're going in the harbour because this just isn't working out so I was like throw them in the Sydney <laughs> harbour you know could be worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, sorry went really off topic then no that is brilliant that is worth topic. it no that is yeah <laughs> that is too much oh don't, i was waiting to hear the whole throw it in the wind and it, and it come back in your face because i heard countless stories of that and i'm just like I actually yeah. my mum was buried i i don't think i could actually have coped of if the wind blew her pieces back into it it's like thick it's like it's like because obviously it's bone right so it's not like fine it's like i could if that happened it'd be pretty horrific because it, it, yeah they're pretty some bits are chunky you know what i mean but <laughs> you've got her elbow there <laughs> yeah but that's how i continue the bomb by going to the spot where our ashes are <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's, that's like, where we were that's where we were continuing, <laughs> <laughs> continuing the bond theory that's right that's where we are that's where we were continuing the bond you throwing <laughs> chunks of your mum into the <laughs> my poor mum's still in the garage Oh, oh she's still you still kept her harboured in the garage oh no she's in a tupperware box isn't she oh, i don't know she's at my sister's no, place can't, can't even oh. face that yet sorry no, mum. no absolutely i couldn't i couldn't <laughs> mum. you're staying there for a while <laughs> um, um tell us about your lovely mum vanessa oh where do i start um my lovely mum vanessa was such a character she's one of those people that i feel like leaves an impression on you no matter who you are and she is also one of those people that will see the absolute good in everybody like even if you're not good she'll find something good about you and literally loved everyone just loved so hard loved life 
was just the most loving and caring person in my whole world. So losing her was it was just a huge loss. Um, There's a funny story actually to tell you how much she saw the good in people. I had a like one, my first boyfriend, like it was a really rough relationship. He was a bad boy. He ended up like getting into fights with people and stuff. He ended up having to go to court and like my mum came to court to support him and then <laughs> gets worse, goes to court to support him and then she's working at this drug and alcohol clinic in Manly at the time and then she was like, oh, well, he had to do community service. So she's like, oh, she, he can come and do community service at my work. So she fucking got him to come and do community service at her at her work so that's that's it and I was like 14 at the time you know <laughs> yeah Hold on. And she was like He's, the yeah, yeah. 14 at the 14 time, at the time. I I'm thinking you're like 20 20 no, mate, 14 and she was like oh he's a he's a good boy he's, you know he's had a rough rough childhood like you know I, I feel sorry for him like she was just that person that loved everyone. So, but yeah, she was she was a beautiful person and very exotic. And actually, there's a lot of similarities between Sal and my mum, which I think is another thing that's really interesting. Like when we're talking about how mm. when we first met, we felt like there was this instant connection with each other. But they literally have the same hobbies, like the same favorite TV yeah. show, the same hobbies of reading, the same sort of books in the sun, like. It's so weird. So many, so many things have been like, oh my God, yeah, my mum does that. Op shopping, their favourite activity to do, <laughs> op shopping. So now Sal op shops on behalf of my mum and she's kind of oh, taken so on that tradition. Shops. Oh, charity yeah, shops. Charity yeah, shopping, yeah, yeah. Looking cool. for a bargain. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, got, I like, Im's mum used to give her magic bags, right? So like. Full of, yeah, secondhand clothes. Full of stuff that Im didn't want, basically. But so, but now I give her magic bags. Yeah, and you can I pick up three the other day. I got like three magic bags from the it's last so- time I saw Sal. But she actually gives me good things because we've got similar taste in clothes. So that's how it's helpful. It's so funny. Whenever I see it, like when we go to an event or something and we've both got our cars, I'm like, open your boot up. And I'm like, they're like, I'm like, love, I've got magic bags. Yeah. I used to do that. She's literally carried on that tradition. This is the thing I love about Sal so hard is like she's such a thoughtful person. Like yeah. little things that I've told her over the years, you know, since we've been getting to know each other, um, she just she picks it all up and it soaks it all in and then little thoughtful things like that she'll go and start doing. So I really feel like mum sent her to me and, and Rose sent me to, to Sal because my middle name's Rose. My daughter's middle name is ask, Rose. That was, when yeah. I was thinking about it, I was like, Rose, I was like, I could have sworn, yeah, Imogen's middle yeah. name is Rose. Again, how weird and is my daughter's. Name? Yeah, and just like how I'm like, how did you know that? middle name, Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and we met and, at yeah. the Rose Hotel. <gasps> we met at the Rose Hotel. And also yeah. I feel like my mum sent him to me because – I'm a boy like, racer. <laughs> yeah, you're a boy racer. You're the same style. Maybe it's a Virgo thing. Maybe. It's a Virgo thing. Uh, but like, a Virgo. My mum was a Virgo. Do you drive like a boy racer? And, and, a my mum was, was, was 24th of August and she uh, wasn't a boy. She, I think she liked to think she was, but she loved to tap on that clutch. Like that fucking, <laughs> oh my God. I'd be seasick by the time I was like, oh my God, mum, back and forth, back and forth. So maybe it's a Virgo thing of just terrible, terrible driving. <laughs> oh, but no, honestly, like as an expat, 
like when I got back from the UK, like I was surrounded by love and support. Mm. And, you know, I had to go back for a month to sort out my mum's estate and the funeral and all that jazz. And I came back to Australia and I felt the absence of those connections massively. Mm. And, and I really, a lot of my friends that I've made in Australia all happened to also be from the UK and all really greatly just decided to move back within like the space of a year. So I found myself like really craving to have those really, like a really solid, close connection again. Mm. And then, so I do feel like mum knew that because I shared that with her and I feel like she brought him to me because him is just a fierce, fiercely loyal friend on all mm. levels. So yeah. yeah, I feel like our mum's, were, were conspiring together weren't they Im? yeah well we know they were because we spoke to Laura Lynn Jackson and she told us we were from oh, the same yes. soul group so there we oh. go <laughs> oh no I love that and I I, yeah. I firmly believe too yeah that we're, we're sending mm. people in our lives and there's characteristics of our love or you know like when um probably it's been moments time th- th- throughout your friendship of like where you wish oh, I so wish you got to meet my mum or you mm. look at them. Like, I look at Bobby so many times and I think, oh, my God, my mum would think you were batshit crazy, but she'd <laughs> love you so much. And, like, when you meet those new friends or, those, you know, since your person has died and kind of you think, oh, yeah, I so wish, like, my person or my people got to meet you and to see how much of, like, a wonderful light this person is in your life. But then, you know, the juxtaposition is that mm. you've met, because they've died and it's real mm. it's conflicting but it's it's so important it's it's the perfect segue into into wanting to speak a bit more about about friendship and kind of the importance of finding you know that at least that one person who actually said mm. so you know you had this kind of group of friends but you were longing for that closeness and like an individual of you can have the large friendship groups who you know if you called upon like would be there for you in some capacity but the person that at like silly o'clock you can just send like a photo of your mum and be like lol just found this pic of mum and like it just not have to have any sort of like teasing up to it you can just drop the message or just call and be like this is really shit isn't it like you can have a long streak of really good days, weeks, months, and it's just mm-hmm. sometimes that grief shit will just hit you and you just want to talk to someone about it. And so having that really integral person who gets it and understands and knows that doesn't matter when or where this grief can hit any time. But I wanted to ask you both of, you know, your friendship you, you work together you, you, you're like I'm you guys feel like I talk to Poppy every single day probably you guys speak to each other every single day mostly and just of how how do you think your friendship and finding one another has helped aid your grief like the magnitude of that what do you can you imagine can you imagine a life without each other <laughs> and what that would probably look like and just how important is your friendship to one another Oh, I'm so sappy. I'll go. Someone asked us actually recently, like, how how do you think your grief would look like had you not met? And we we both agree, like, we'd be struggling, like, hugely struggling because as we touched on, it's really isolating and lonely. But also, like you mentioned, Amber, just having that person that even years later you can just send a pic of 
your loved one to. You can just pick up the phone when you're having a really bad grief week. You know, it's just so important. And we we sometimes share our WhatsApp conversations on uh, on our Instagram and it's like, yeah, people really resonate with it. But having that person to share to share our grief with has been hugely healing. And I'll speak for me personally. I think meeting Sal and starting Good Morning like saved my life in a lot of ways. Like I was in a very, very dark, dark place. Um, felt like I was in a hole, you know, that just that deep grief hole where you just like, I can't actually see my life getting any better and I can't actually see myself mm. not getting over this because we don't get over it. But like, yeah, I just don't see life getting better. And I met Sal and we would talk for hours and hours. And the thing that I absolutely love about her is she is like the world's best listener. Like she just held that bloody space for me, like no tomorrow. And something that we've identified, which Sal can go into, but our friendship started in the worst possible time of our lives. Like we were at our lowest point and we became friends, which is really rare, isn't it, Sal? Like to start a friendship that way. Yeah, because, you know, Amber, I know you'll know this really well and a lot of your listeners will too, but when you're when you're grieving, like you don't really feel like your best self, right? It can mm. really knock our self-esteem. You can just you're exhausted, like you've got brain fog, your brain just feels you know, this pickled, right? So it's not really the best kind of starting point to be on the hunt for a new Bezzy, is it really? You're sort of like, well, you know, quite often you sort of <laughs> feel a bit like Yeah. Um but him and I, yeah, we just, we found each other in like the, the darkest days of our lives. And that was really fertile ground for our friendship. And, you know, I think, I don't know where I'd be without him, to be honest. It's like our friendship nourishes me on so many levels. And I think having that person to talk to about all things grief and having, I feel like our, our friendship started off as a grief friend, but now it's just we're just general besties. We just say him like we've, we've transcended the the grief friend category. But um, <laughs> but yeah. just having that person who can validate what you're going through as well, because you know, like we like we were talking about a lot of if you're maybe in you know your twenties to your even fifties, if a lot of people around you haven't experienced loss, then as much as your friends might want to be there for you and and try and support you if they don't really understand it's really hard to like truly mm-hmm. have one of those conversations they can really level with someone and him and I, I felt like it was like a mirror you know mm, yeah. and him just yeah it's just I think I'd be really struggling if I hadn't met him to be honest I wonder if I'd even know about all of the things that we know about and we talk about when it comes to grief I, yeah, I just don't know. Would I have pushed it aside? Would I be working through it? I've got no idea, but I know that it would be it would be a hell of a lot harder, that's for sure. We'd still be going mm. off the five stages of grief, wouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'd still be like, oh, sure, I've got a, I'm sure I've hit acceptance now. I'm sure this should be over <laughs> yeah, by now. Surely. Why aren't I getting yeah. any better? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it yeah. is so true. It's, it's just kind of like hanging, holding up that mirror. And as much as those friends nearest to us who haven't experienced it, you know, may try their hardest. And I just did an episode with my partner, Joe, and he, he was so honest of like, you know, as a partner, you can, you can only learn and do so much as a partner. And it's not you throwing in the towel, but just the very simple fact of this is, you don't know what this is like. You don't know. Yeah. And so to encourage them to find, 
other people who get it and kind of yeah poppy is like transcended for me as well out of the grief she's kind of got out of the grief friend bucket and is just a really yeah. good friend now and yeah. it's it, it it's so important and i know for some people it's like well they might look at us and our situation and be like well lucky for you guys you know you just got lucky and you just like found your people it's like but no we were quite like active in finding one another it's like you two both mm. went to a meeting to find to meet other people I was actively looking I went to Poppy's that's how I met Poppy through her meeting I wanted to meet people so when mm. you actively put yourself in scenarios and places and rooms where other people want to connect you just might find people and that's what I always really really try and encourage people on 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 the grief gang of just go out and find out what's about like especially here in the UK as we said like we do have quite a lot going on we've still got a long way to go but we have got a lot of of options to you to find people and for you to find your sal to your rim and your amber to your poppy like yeah they are totally. there and when you find them like yeah, so you, you can't imagine life without them and just to have that have that relationship it was invalid so invalid it really is and i would just to say like him and i we both almost didn't invalid, go invaluable, invaluable. sorry it's really <laughs> invalid. <laughs> invaluable poppy you're invaluable sorry, <laughs> God, you're invalid poppy <laughs> But no, just to say that anyone listening, like him and I, we almost didn't go because we were so nervous and we thought, oh, going to a support, you know, group, like you just don't know what to expect. It is nerve wracking, but we pushed through it and it was so worth it. And I think for anyone listening who is unsure or a bit nervous about it, just do do give it a go. And like you said, Amber, there's so many in the UK, aren't there? There's your like mm. unpacking grief community and then you've got uh, grief network yeah. talk about loss there's quite a, a few We've isn't there loads. that's happening there. Yeah. there's absolutely nothing like that in australia no like no nah. oh my god Literally I just find nothing i mean yeah. it's it's a bit different like demographic wise because australia is yeah. such a big country so it's quite far between yeah. cities and states but yeah there's 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 not really a lot but um watch the space um oh. <gasps> Oh, that is, that is a tease and a half. That's for afterwards, guys. You don't get to hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're still workshopping oh, that... what it would look like. But, yeah, we, there definitely something needs to be done here because there's nothing. Yeah. There's just no no extra support. Um, no. And, you know, we put a whole chapter in our book on loneliness because it's such a big mm. topic. And in it we include some resources as well. Grief Gang, obviously. Shout out. Thank but, you, my loves. <laughs> yeah, like if people don't really know where to go, like – Firstly, the online community is just amazing. That's oh, how we obviously don't. connected. Just, but, yeah, 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 just put yourself out there. Like get out of your comfort zone and do it because like Sal said, we nearly backed out at the 11th hour. And I think there's mm. also sometimes a little bit of shame around needing extra support, like oh, yeah, putting so yourself out there. That. So highly recommend just just do it. It's a bit like yeah. online dating. Just put yourself out there. I think there's shame. People feel like shame for feeling lonely, mm. but it's so bloody common. And Amber, yeah. I know you will you will hear this from your community and your listeners all the time. And it's what it is the biggest topic that we hear from people: yeah. uh, loneliness, friends dropping away, feeling mm. lonely, feeling unsupported. And I think we can really be hard on ourselves, but it mm. is a co- really common thing that can then ha- that can happen in grief and a common experience. So for anyone listening who is feeling really lonely like firstly you're not alone and secondly like 
yeah, just try and try and find something near to you where you might be able to find your tr- your, your griefy tribe. <laughs> totally, totally. Get out of that comfort zone, guys. Um, and to wrap up, I mean, we could talk for hours. I know we could. I know we could absolutely. We need. I need you to come to Australia. You guys need to come back to the UK. Mate, you need to come to Australia. You bloody yes. love it. It's amazing <laughs> here. Honestly, girls, to be honest, the way the UK economy is going, I'm looking to migrate somewhere. So. <laughs> Come over here. They'd love you. You'd thrive, oh, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I'd thrive. Be a great addition. Thrive. <laughs> <laughs> um, to wrap up, a question that I asked in the very early seasons of the podcast, and I'm kind of bringing it back a little bit of, you know, what would you say to your younger, freshly bereaved self? So, Sally, what would you say to your younger, fresh out the gates, bereaved self? everything you're feeling is normal because I really question like oh my god why am I why do I feel like I've been on a week-long bender Mm. and I've had like 10 hours sleep why do I feel like I've dragged myself out of bed why is my anxiety so high why can't I remember anything you know all the things that we just think is this is this normal is it just me Mm. so I would tell myself you know we unpack in our book we have every chapter unpacks a different part of grief so, yeah, I would tell myself that everything I'm feeling is normal. Wonderful. Thank you. And him? I would tell myself that one day you will wake up in the morning and it won't be the first burning thought that will consume your entire fucking day and mm-hmm. life, the fact that your mum died, because that one was a real biggie for me. I just remember thinking I am never going to wake up again and think about anything else. Like this is it yeah. for me. And this morning I woke up and it wasn't my first thought. I got up and I thought, oh, a bit sunny outside. What have I got on today? I went to the gym and then, yeah. it. And it's unbelievable to me now to think that the space I was in back then, that it is actually possible to yeah. heal a lot of trauma. Because, yeah, obviously there was a lot of trauma going on for me, but I thought about what had happened like 24-7 it just consumed every part of my being and I I could never see how it wouldn't again Mm. and here I am two years in and there are some spaces between where I'm living which I never thought would be possible yeah oh I love that really yeah (laughs) because um yeah so really hard relate to those of just um you, you couldn't ever imagine standing in front of that version of yourself and saying yeah FYI when you wake up in the morning don't worry she won't be the first thing on your mind and I used to almost get angry at thinking I could imagine the then me being like fuck off what do you fucking mean yeah and actually it's all consuming isn't it yeah you just generally think there's not going to be a day where she's not the first thing or the last thing that's on my mind and then when you get to that stage and it's not and then comes the guilt and then then comes the like acceptance of yourself of like it's okay to live your life. It's okay to live your life and to welcome and be accepting of living a good life. Like you're worthy of that, you know, and you're yes. like, Fuck. and I remember like I would ask Sal, cause she was a few months ahead of me. I'd be like, have you ever had like an afternoon where you haven't thought about your mom? She's like, yeah, I have. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I when? remember that. Remember that yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Like I can't go a minute without it you know, without thinking about it. And I was like, 
what? So I was always like a few kind of months behind. But yeah, I remember it happened. I think it was maybe two days ago where it was a pretty significant amount of time. I'd say like probably five hours where I didn't think about my mum. And like still I haven't gone a full day yet, but, you know, there's still a lot of stuff happening around what happened to her that I'm kind of working through. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, a big chunk, there was a big significant chunk. I'm like, holy shit, what they said was true. You know, but you don't want to forget them. On the other on the other flip side of that is you don't actually want to forget them. And sometimes that can be really hard for people to be like, I don't want to not think about my mum or that first day you could feel guilty as well for not thinking about them. So I just want to like highlight that too. Um, but that's why it's so important to set aside that time to to still grieve and to still remember them and honour them and do things that, that yeah. continue that relationship as well. Totally. Well, my loves, it's been an absolute delight to talk with you. Can you tell the listeners where they can find you? Like, plug, 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 go, go, go. <laughs> well, firstly, thanks for having us on your amazing pod. You're one of the oh, the grief OGs and we just love you. So such a treat to, to come and chat to you tonight. And um, you can find us on Instagram at Good, good morning podcast so morning with a u um and good morning podcast is on all major podcast platforms and our book is called good morning honest conversations about grief and loss and it's available wherever you buy your books so just type it into your into google and you'll find you should find it but it's definitely available on amazon uk isn't it in it is available on Amazon. And we've also got a website. It's goodmorning.com.au and kind of everything's there in the one place too. So that's pretty helpful. If you're not on Instagram, some people aren't. And we've got a Facebook support group, Good Morning Grief Support Group. I think I always get that wrong, um, which is a nice <laughs> little supportive space for people to come and, yeah, just connect with others. And that's pretty much us in a nutshell. <laughs> it gets hard when you've got so many different areas you're like right here you can find me here where here, am here, I here, here. <laughs> and you're like, you know what just like yeah the website get it on the website and it's all there well no yeah. absolute angels and love you both and thank you so so much for joining me today we love you thanks for having us on Thanks for tuning in this week. I truly appreciate every single person who listens to the show. By doing so, you're actually helping more people find the show and in turn support themselves. You can keep up to date and become part of the Grief Gang community by following us on social media platforms such as Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and TikTok. Check out our website and blog too. And if you fancy, you can sign up to our newsletter where you will receive regular emails and first to knows on events and workshops. All links for the above are in the episode footnotes. Big love, look after yourself, and I will see you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.